HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Escape Maker's on-demand agritourism training. For more information, go to escapemaker.biz. That's escapemaker.biz. Hey there, HRN listeners. This is Harry Rosenblum, host of Feast Your Ears. I know that news about COVID-19 and the coronavirus has made a lot of people nervous about getting sick. This collective unease has already had a big impact on our restaurant and food communities, especially in New York's Chinatowns. We hope that now more than ever, our listeners will join us in supporting restaurants and the hospitality industry at large. Many of the restaurants we love are small, independent businesses. That means that even one or two bad weeks can put them in jeopardy of cutting staff, limiting hours, or even having to close for good. As long as we're still able, we should go out to eat and support our favorite restaurants. I think it's also great to remember that hospitality professionals are really good at hygiene and food safety practices. Long before there were guides all over the news about how to properly wash your hands, they were already experts at hygiene. Guests' health is tantamount to successful hospitality in any restaurant. And even if you don't want to go out, you can still support restaurants by ordering delivery, buying gift cards, and giving them some extra love on social media. What better way to handle a crisis than by supporting those in our own community? If we don't support them now, they might not be there when this crisis is over. Join HRN in supporting restaurants during this time, especially our friends in Chinatowns around the country. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners tuning in from 165 countries around the world, typically about a million listens a month. Today is March 17th, 2020, and we have a really interesting, unusual landmark show here on Tech Bytes. Today is actually our 200th episode. We went on the air in January of 2015. Our first show was the Forbes 30 Under 30 Food Tech Winners. I have to admit, I went back and listened to the show, and it was a little dry, and it's much better now. (laughs) But the other thing that's a milestone about this show is, as we all know, right now we are in the middle of the coronavirus outbreak, and this is the very first episode of Tech Bytes that is coming to you via a remote recording over Zencaster. And, um, you know, I'd spent a lot of time thinking about what we should do for episode 200. And I wanted to maybe talk to some past guests and see where they're at now. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. But it might have a little bit of a different patina than initially planned when I first thought about episode 200 earlier this year. 
So joining us today um, on the line from Washington, D.C. is Jack Inslee. People who have been along for the Tech Bytes ride for the past five years will will recognize his voice as the first engineer of Tech Bytes and the first executive producer of Heritage Radio Network. He's now down in Washington, D.C. He founded a radio station inside the Line Hotel called Full Service Radio. Jack, we are happy to have you. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations, first of all, on on the milestone. Um, I went back and kind of looked at the archive of shows, and it brought back a lot of memories and showed how ahead of the curve you've been on a lot of the um, trends that we see now in in food and media. So, congrats, Jen. Thank you. You were you were a big help at the beginning. I was so worried about being uh, the only voice or the lone voice and not having a co-host that I kind of co-opted you into being my co-host by having you uh, participate in the first section when we talk about apps and things like that to sort of to uh, be my co-pilot on that. So you oh, I remember made- I remember well, I remember well, like on the fly, always like, oh, my God, I need a new app this week. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? How was that workout? Have you given up on the workout a day app? Oh wow! I've if I went back and listened, it would probably be so depressing to see how many false starts I had of like, oh, there's a meditation app I'm going to use every day. No, no, the answer is no. I'm not using my workout app. I am working out more than I used to back then, but the well, app now, I haven't used. Now might not be a bad time to start. Actually, um, yeah. joining us also today is Deepti Sharma who is a voice also familiar to Tech Bytes listeners. She has been on the show many times over the past few years. She is the founder and CEO of a company called Food to Eat. Um, she's also Forbes 30 Under 30, which is nice. And her company is a very unique one. They do corporate catering planning for businesses, and they work with local restaurants and food producers who are in many cases uh, women-owned and minority-owned. And as is the case with so many restaurants and, and food, food businesses right now across the country, yeah. all that business has gone away. And so uh, Deep Tea was one of the first people that I reached out to to be on today's show so she can talk to us about what is happening with her business and also what she's doing to um, create some different funds and, and help different people. So Deep Tea, thank you for coming coming back on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I feel like uh, this is like home. So it's, it's nice to be back and um, excited and saddened by what's happening, right? Not excited by what's happening, but excited to be able to talk about what we are doing and in the hopes that we can get more people on board. Well, we usually start off the show talking about apps and apps that we, you know, love and use and things like that. And I will ask the two of you, is there anything, and, you know, we also have Matt Matt Peterson on the line, who is the current engineer, um, and he's always, he too, Jack, I think, feels the on the spot of, do you have an app for us this week? But um, do <laughs> people true. have, an, <laughs> it's part of the surprise and delight of producing, being the, on the production team of Tech Bytes. Does anybody have an app or a digital platform that has been really useful to them right now um, in terms of connecting with people or taking care of things? Um, so this is Deep Deep. For, for us, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit um, later, but for us, um, crowdfunding sites have been very, very helpful. Um, I've been focusing on working with I Fund Women and GoFundMe 
as ways to be able to collect funds to be able to help folks that are in need right now. Um, I Fund Women, you know, basically concentrates on access to capital and grants um, and business coaching for uh, specifically women. Um, and uh, GoFundMe is, you know, again, a place where you can do crowdfunding for things that are happening um, that you need to raise money for. So for me, those have been two very, very useful platforms that I've been using in the past uh, four or five days. Jack, anything come to mind for you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, old standby, I'm going to say Venmo because uh, in D.C. at least, there a lot of folks have come together and put together a master database called the D.C. Virtual Tip Jar, which does not have its own website, but if you Google that, you can find it. And it's essentially just a very big list of servers and bartenders and um, restaurant hospitality folks who are out of work right now. And you can kind of send them their uh, a tip, a virtual tip, and they have their Venmo listed on this app or their PayPal or Cash app. And it also has a column um, that states whether or not they have health care. Um, so that's been something, you know, that I'm pushing around to all of my friends out here in D.C. and encouraging people do right now. I have not heard about that. That sounds like a really great idea. Yeah, Matt, I know. You are probably becoming very, very familiar with Zencaster as your favorite new digital platform. But <laughs> uh, is there anything? <laughs> I mean, no, it is entirely true that uh, my last five days have been completely consumed with how are we going to do this remote recording thing? So, uh, yeah, Zencaster gets a shout out. Um, but also an essential part of us doing this and trying to keep the quality up is uh, recordings of the that, that people make uh, for themselves on their phones. And so iPhones, people just use voice memos because it's there. But on Android, you don't actually start with anything. And titanium audio recorder is the one that I found that works the best. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a shout out. I'm happy that it's there and that it's free and that it works well enough to get these shows together. Well, I have been using quite a bit Instagram, always one of my favorite favorite apps and social media but it's become and at today and the past few weeks it's always a good source of information but it has been increasingly so and it was one of deep t's uh instagram posts when she started talking about what was happening with her business and what she was doing that really uh gave me the idea uh to put this together for this episode and when i had initially asked her last week it was going to perhaps be in studio it was going to be our last studio episode um, but that did not come to pass, and now it's our first remote cast episode. The other um, app is the New York Times app. I think the New York Times is doing a phenomenal job of covering the news and minute-to-minute -minute updates, uh, things from around the world, especially the snapshot for, of what's happening in New York City for those of us who are here. So i got to give a shout-out to the New York Times uh, digital news app because um, those are both doing really well, I think. Um, really helpful. Yeah, kudos, kudos for them for making all their COVID coverage free, you know, uh, allowing access to everybody. Like, that's essential. I mean, it's been a, a really critical part of my days as we try and plan through this thing. Yeah. So one of the, um, you know, it's nice to have Jack on the phone to talk about what's happening down in D.C., yeah, I mean, I imagine that um, there are similar vibes and energy shared between the two cities of New York and D.C. right now. Um, 
honestly, things are happening at such a breakneck pace that it's kind of like they're changing hour to hour right now in terms of um, proposed solutions from the mayor. Um, so initially there had been guidelines um, for restaurants that they couldn't have bar seating. They had to have tables seated a certain distance away from each other. So there are basically all these restrictions um, and the DC, a lot of DC local restaurants and shout out to Jill Tyler of a uh, tail up goat Michelin star restaurant and revelers hour and Adams Morgan. She kind of started this hashtag called shut us down, which was essentially a cry to the mayor to have them shut restaurants down so that, you know, in the, event of emergency relief or any kind of aid that comes in the future, it could just be made easier and restaurants wouldn't have to make these decisions for themselves and make, you know, make it more confusing. So long story short, that that worked and the mayor did shut down restaurants. So right now restaurants are only allowed to do um, pick up and take out. Um, so yeah, with that, the, you know, the restaurant in the lobby of the line hotel, where we live, where our studio is, is also closed, which kind of shuts down the lobby. So for the full service network, for all of our shows, we're doing the same thing as Heritage right now with Zencaster and remotely recording. Um, you know, it, it's important, I think, to have platforms like this at times like this where unfiltered voices can kind of come on and share perspective in real time. So it's sort of the short of where things are, at least in my immediate world here in D.C., Sounds similar to what's happening in New York. Deep T, uh, you've always been such a great voice and a great uh, point of view about what's happening really on the ground level in New York City in the five boroughs um, on the really small, independent-owned restaurant side. Tell us about what has happened over the past you know, it's two weeks with your business and your restaurant partners. Yeah, absolutely. So... It's been interesting. So ever since, um, I guess, Amazon and a couple of other big tech companies said that they were going to be working from home, I knew that it was just going to be a domino effect and that there would be an impact on our business. Um, Just didn't realize that it would be so quick um, and sudden. And that's where it was just like a pretty scary thing for for us because we literally went from having a decent amount of revenue to having – zero revenue, everything being canceled left and right. You know, folks were just unsure of, um, like our clients were unsure of whether they would be canceling or they would just have, you know, a lot of the people in the finance industry are doing um, alternating work from home. So one week people are going in, one one week people are working from home. And so I think a lot of the companies we work with were kind of considering those kinds of options. And so we thought, you know, this is going to suck, but at least it, you know, there might be some way to kind of keep ourselves afloat. Last week, we actually went from having a reasonable amount of revenue to zero. And that's where shit hit the fan for us. And, you know, it was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do in the past, like 10 years of being an entrepreneur. I had to put a hold on payroll because we don't have, you know, a ton of capital that can hold us over for X amount of months with zero revenue. Um, and from what research I've been doing and all the conversations I've been having, this is just the beginning. And, um, you know, the doctors that I've been talking to in our family, they keep saying that we haven't even hit the peak. Um, and we know that given all the information that we have from talking to and seeing all the news from Italy, um, from Spain, France, South Korea, and China, 
So for us, um, you know, instead of saying we're going to lose hope and do nothing and just wait for things to pick back up and then start running our company, we were looking for solutions and we knew that small businesses were hurting. So I went on GoFundMe because that was the first thing I could think of and started fundraising Saturday night, which was the 14th, and just started like obsessively just sending the link to everyone and everyone I knew. And we raised in 36 hours, we raised around $5,200. And the whole premise of raising the money was, well, what if we were to raise dollars where we could purchase food from the restaurant partners we work with, and then take that that money um, and that food rather and donate it to shelters and now public schools that are in need. And so that's what we've essentially been doing is fundraising as much as possible. And now we switched over to iFundWomen because they have a bigger community as well as access to grants that we can apply for um, that will help us have you know more access to capital to be able to, again, you know, help any of the you know small businesses we work with to just have a little bit of runway to keep them going for as long as they can. So two quick questions for you, Deepti. One, how many restaurants do you work with in, in terms of your client roster, restaurants that were you were booking to provide all the corporate dining? Yeah, so we work with over 100 individual restaurants. Um, but, you know, I would say on average, there's probably 30 to 45 that are receiving orders more regularly than others, only because some of them are a specialty, like, you know, bakeries and um, cupcake places and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we partner with over 100. And, um, you know, when we go for and, and a lot of them are uh, not just brick and mortar restaurant owners, right? Some of them are catering partners that cook out of commissary kitchens, and they depend on third party services like ourselves, um, because they don't have delivery or takeout. So their entire business is catering. And so it's pretty unfortunate when our business takes a hit. So does theirs. Do you think that it is part of your entrepreneurial DNA that brings you to fundraising as your immediate solution? Yeah, I mean, we're a mission-driven company, right? Our, 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 our whole goal is to partner with immigrant women and minority-owned restaurants. And we wanted to promote diversity and inclusion to corporations, right? We wanted them to think about it beyond just hiring women and people of color. So for me, I'm a mission driven individual. That's how I started my company. And I, I couldn't sit here while I saw people suffering and, you know, shutting down and having absolutely nothing to do. So I picked up the phone and started talking to people. I've literally been cold emailing like CEOs of companies like BlackRock to see if I get a hit, you know, and um, see if I can get corporate dollars into the fundraising. But, you know, corporate companies are taking their time right now because they're also scared and unsure of where um, things are going to head for them. So I know that there are some individuals that are willing to help. And so I was like, let me at least mobilize the community that I have around me, fundraise individually. And that could be momentum to showcase to larger companies and say to them, hey, look what we've done so far, but your corporate dollars can help us push this further. You know, the government isn't really considering a bailout for the Russian industry, which it may really need to consider, considering what's happening. Um, and crowdfunding isn't the solution, but it's, you know, it's something to at least make an effort. And so for me, yeah, it's just it's just who I am as an individual. I just can't sit and do nothing. 
Well, it's perhaps not a long-term solution, but it might ease some stress points initially while, while things maybe come to light or there are larger systems that are put into place. We are going to take a quick break right now and see who the sponsor is of this show. There are so many things happening out there right now and so many people who are in need, but at Heritage Radio, we are going to try and do our best and stay on air as long as we can so we can connect people with information, we can connect people with everyone's stories, and we can continue to have our international food community um, hopefully stronger than ever. And the fact that we can do this remotely and we can come to you um, via digital media is really wonderful. So when you're thinking about things to support, think about Heritage Radio. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, we're public radio, And we don't have any lights on right now, but we do have hot mics plugged into laptops and telephones. Let's take a quick break and find out who's helping us do that. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Escape Makers On Demand Agritourism Training. Did you know that every $1 invested in tourism marketing returns on average $3 to $8 back? Not a bad ROI. Learn how to grow your agritourism business via 12 workshops entirely women-led. These training workshops are on demand and can be downloaded at any time. The local travel landscape is rapidly changing to meet the demands of the leisure, event, and corporate travel sectors. Whether you're a farmer or producer, a winemaker, a restaurateur, or a destination marketing organization, there's more opportunity than ever to capture these markets. The on-demand agritourism training will provide you with insights and skills to keep your target demographic coming back for more. 14 speakers providing six plus hours of education that you can watch at your convenience anytime on any device. Maximize your time, budget, and resources and focus on creative solutions to help your business thrive. Presented by Escape Maker and Fulton Stall Market, the full conference access pass is now available to purchase. Use the code HERITAGE2020 for $50 off a full pass at checkout. For more information and to purchase your pass, go to escapemaker.biz. That's escapemaker.biz. Well, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we look at the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is coming to you remote in our first ever remote broadcast due to the coronavirus outbreak. We are happy to have technology to bring everyone together. If you have a story, that you would like to share if you are a food tech company or a restaurant person or even just an individual who maybe has an entrepreneurial idea and is doing something to help their community, drop us a line. We have a lot of time and a lot of air to tell stories and connect people. You can get in touch with us, techbytes at heritageradionetwork.org. We're on social media at techbyteshrn. We would love to hear from you now more than ever. Today we have on the show, joining us from Washington, D.C., Jack Inslee, who is the first ever Tech Bytes engineer. He is now the founder and executive producer of 
Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. We also have Deep T. Sharma, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Food to Eat, which was a local restaurant-based corporate catering, which has now turned into fundraising. So, Jack, you have a media platform very similar to Heritage Radio. Is there, what are your plans for the future? And have you had people reaching out to you to help um, broadcast information, news, events? What, what, what do you see happening within the next two weeks? Yeah, so today is sort of day one of the shutdown, so for us at least. Um, so this is uncharted for us as well. And um, it really is incredible that I mean, when we started Heritage Radio, you know, podcasting was, was it was like I said, pre-serial days. Um, and it's just amazing that there are so many turnkey solutions for podcasters. Um, I mean, it's like heartwarming that Zencaster is waiving the fee for the, the entry level as well on this. So I think for us, it's important to just, like I said, kind of keep the lights on, so to speak, digitally. And a lot of people, and DC is a very small town, especially outside of the political machine. When you talk about artists, musicians, um, restaurant workers, hospitality workers. Um, So, you know, it's important to kind of keep everybody connected at a time like this, especially when Twitter and Instagram can just be flooded with hard information to take in, misinformation. Um, So, you know, we're just very happy to even be able to distribute any audio at all right now. Um, it's a hard time for everybody. It's, you know, I just got back from the hotel and um, a lot of layoffs as I'm sure in New York everywhere. And it's just people you see every day. Um, and it's just, it's hard. It's really, really hard for everybody. It's kind of amazing that with the technology, even though the four of us are very far away from each other, it's kind of almost like being in the same room, which is very strange. It is. Um, it's, it's like therapeutic in a way as well. And my engineer, um, the amazing Alexia Brown, who's our station manager, said the same thing. And she's but she's young and she just graduated and has been very anxious and down. And all day today, she said, you know, being on these calls, if you will, these recordings with our hosts really like made made us all happy just to you know even on a very local level just for the hosts and the engineers which i'm sure is happening at heritage it's just nice to feel connected in that way in in a time of you know isolation and deep tea it's notable that you said it's like being at home which is funny because you're actually at home mm-hmm. <laughs> but the virtual the virtual heritage radio studio um in roberta's pizza Tell us what you're going to be doing over the next few days and where people can find you and, and how they can participate. Yeah, I mean, besides banging my head up against the wall because my kids are <laughs> driving us crazy, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So it's definitely been a, a tough transition to try to mobilize the work that we're trying to do and, and gain traction. Um, just wanted to actually mention one more thing that we're doing. So I run a second company in the uh, food tech software industry. Um, and what we've actually done there, we're hopefully launching it tonight or tomorrow morning, is created a, a, web, um, a web platform for folks in New York and Chicago so far to go on. La, uh, they go onto the website, they put in their address, they can find all the restaurants that are currently delivering. But what they're, when they click on those restaurants, it's being directed to their direct website for online ordering as opposed to Seamless or Grubhub. Um, and the idea of that is Seamless and Grubhub, um, as Jen, you already know, I 
absolutely hate them. I'm probably the only New Yorker that has never ordered from Seamless um, because I don't like what they do. But if you saw what they were actually talking about, they're deferring their fees, which is ridiculous. You know, I can understand if you said, hey, we're going to try to lower them because we need to keep our own lights on. But to say that you're going to defer them, so basically you're going to foot these restaurants that are failing and shutting down essentially with a bill three months down the line as a public company to me is crazy. So we decided that another way for us to help restaurants that are currently operating and trying to take deliveries is drive traffic to their native websites. Um, so we'll be posting that um, that URL later today and I'll share it with you once it's up. So the, the two things that we're focusing on is fundraising. So find us on iFundWomen, just uh, look up Food to Eat and you should be able to find our fundraiser. And then the second thing is uh, this website to be able to help folks order you know, take out and pick up um, and delivery rather, sorry, uh, directly from the restaurant so that the restaurants can keep as much of their margins as possible. Yeah, we did a we did an episode, I think it was last summer about the about Grubhub and the whole website gate, where they were um, staking out restaurant websites um which were from grubhub and seamless and not the restaurant's native website and so that was really kind of a spectacular um piece of investigative journalism and uh it's a great episode jack do you remember our one of the first episodes that we did was our delivery services bad for restaurants back in sure do it was back in, I think it was September of 2015. I think it was one of our back to school episodes. Yeah. And we were I talking do. about it back then. Exactly. No, that speaks to the archive you've built up. Sorry. So, Deepji, what is the URL for the website that helps people uh, go direct to the website, uh, to the restaurants and find them locally? So, I don't have the name yet because we were still kind of brainstorming. We have two that we're currently toying with. So, um, I can share it with you guys if that if that's okay. Like as soon as we have it up and running, because um, I I don't have the exact. Uh, it's not up yet, and we haven't. Again, okay, like, yeah. We, we were trying to be. You mindful should definitely. Of, Heritage is very interested in sharing that, so you should definitely send it to us the minute you have it. The minute it's up and it's like actually functional. Um, again, we're hoping by tonight. Uh, we've been literally working on it for three days straight. Um, so yeah, that's something else that we've been doing. But yeah, I'll share it as soon as I have it. I'll send it to Jennifer and then she can share it with you. Fantastic. We've also done an episode with iFundWomen. We have a great archive, I have to say, of stories in the food tech space from iFundWomen to Grubhub to delivery. We even have an episode with Jack um, stepping outside of the control booth as the engineer and stepping into the studio as a guest with uh, DJ Uptown Nico, who is the amazing DJ who created the Tech Bytes theme song. And the two of them actually do a nice tag team set um, in the middle of the episode, which is really wonderful. It's a nice half hour of like really great, happy music. So now might be the time for everybody, if you've got time, to dig back into the 200 episodes of Tech Bytes. Jack, we should have had you. We should have had you do the acapella version of the Tech Bites theme at the top. Oh, that'd be a tricky acapella if you've ever heard that theme song. That's a tough. One. <laughs> uh, Matt, while we have you on the line, would you like to speak to some of the different things that Heritage Radio Network is doing 
that people can look out for in addition to creating all the content remotely and uh, posting that all up onto the network and to iTunes and all of our other podcasting platforms. Yeah, I mean, you know, on social media, we've been pushing uh, people to there's been a there's been a image floating around. Keep calm and carry out. People are just trying to push people to uh, to continue supporting restaurants, whether that means uh, buying gift cards or purchasing uh, carry out food. And certainly if you are getting delivery, uh, buying it direct from them. And then the other thing is you can definitely keep uh, going straight to Grubhub and those folks and trying to convince them on social media that, that what they have done is not enough and that they should absolutely be dropping that commission to as low as they can go uh, for this period of time, because it's ridiculous that they're going to take those profits away from the restaurants that are so hard hit from this. Uh, There's a number of other resources on our homepage uh, trying to help people out during this period, restaurant industry workers. Yep. If people want to go to heritageradionetwork.org on the homepage, there are some links to different resources in the restaurant community. If you're inter- if you work in the restaurant industry and you're looking for resources, if you're not a part of the restaurant industry but you want to know how you can help people in the restaurant industry, it's all there, along with some great podcasting. Um, we are going to, I think, wrap it up a little quicker because I know people have a lots of things to do. Um, any last thoughts, Jack and Deep Tea, before we go out with our a few. Great song. Quick shout outs. So you brought up music, um, which there, you know, obviously DJs are hurting really hard, right? I mean, everybody's hurting hard. Um, but there have been some really great initiatives from some, actually some venues in New York City. I know the venue nowadays, which I really love out in Brooklyn, um, they're st- live streaming not only DJ sets, but a lot of workshops and tutorials for production and DJ um, DJing. So learning resources and that's been really inspiring to see how those kind of nightlife communities have come together and found ways to stay connected and keep people engaged. Um, so that's just something I wanted to shout out quickly. And then again, if anybody happens to be listening um, in D.C., I highly recommend following Laura Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S-D-C on Twitter. She's the food editor of the Washington City Paper, and she's just really on the beat of what's happening in this city. Um, you know, just about an hour ago, the mayor started singling out restaurants to promote on her own Twitter profile. And Laura immediately, you know, dug and said, hey, these restaurants all have contributed to her reelection campaign. And there are little scoops like that, that she's just really doing a great job at. So, um, yeah, if you're in D.C. or at all interested, definitely follow her on Twitter. Information is so important, you know, it, it and also... Of course, nightlife, people can't get together and dance, which is so sad because it's something that makes us all so happy and it's so life-affirming. Maybe you can do a, um, a live stream on Facebook one night of a set and people can just like log on and turn on their, you know, turn, turn on their home disco balls and, you know, sort of some like weird remote silent disco There's thing. There's a lot of that like happening. Yeah, do. and we definitely plan to do more of yeah. it. So. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. Actually, the Daybreaker community is actually doing their. Yeah. If, have you guys heard of them? Yes. They're like the morning mm-hmm. morning uh, disco. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're actually doing their 
morning routines virtually. So there, there is definitely, and I have another friend who is doing like a one minute dance party at 1 PM. She runs a, a, a nonprofit called the brave house, which works with um, undocumented uh, young girls to kind of focus on their needs. And she's actually told me some scary stories that are happening right now that ice has actually come out for a couple of the girls that she's been working with. So there's a whole lot of things happening right now. Um, I, I guess the only thing I can leave anyone with is just, you know, check in on each other, be there for each other as much as you can virtually um, and FaceTime. I mean, we live in an age where, yes, we have to be in social isolation, but we have so much technology around us that can bring us together. So whatever you can do to bring a little joy in the world, please keep at it because even like a nice text to someone maybe brighten their day, even when they're sitting indoors. So true. Deepti, give us all of your social media handles and your website so people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, at, you can find me at Deepti NYC on Instagram, on Twitter, Deepti Sharma one, and then food to eat.com is my first business. And Bicky.com is my second. That's B I K K Y. And Jack, where are you online? I'm everywhere. Um, but follow Full Service Radio um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I am Jack Inslee, J-A-C-K-I-N-S-L-E-E. And um, yeah, I, I do hope to take you up on that live DJ set stream. I think that's a nice idea. Oh, it'd be so fun. Make sure you let us know. I will. Well, I want to thank uh, Jack and Deep T for calling in. Thank Matt for organizing everything and always being our mission control and the whole Heritage Radio Network community and family who is so dedicated to keeping all the programming on the air so we can come together and keep informed and share our stories and have some nice archives of things to listen to over the coming days. Um, Again, get in touch with us if you have stories and things you want to share, information about, you know, fundraising or activities and events that we can promote on our footprint. Um, And maybe just say hi and say you're listening. We love to know that you are all out there and doing well. I'm Jennifer Liuzzi, and this is Tech Bytes. Tech Bytes is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Just enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.